Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rivardo. I'm joined by my co-host, Alex Wilson, and Joe Shane has done it again with an absolute steal here, trading for Arizona Cardinals linebacker safety hybrid player Isaiah Simmons. Now, I'm sure many of you remember Isaiah Simmons, a player that we were all really excited about ahead of the 2020 NFL Draft. The Giants, of course, went with the best player in that draft and Andrew Thomas, but Isaiah Simmons went eighth overall to the Arizona Cardinals, and now he is a member of the New York Giants. So those Giants fans that wanted Thomas, but also wanted Isaiah Simmons, you got your wish. You got both of them on this 2023 New York Giants roster. How exciting is that? Well, it's pretty exciting because the Giants only gave up a seventh round pick to acquire Simmons. So you'll love to see that. And we're going to go ahead and talk about this trade, dive into how he's going to fit into the defense, what it means for the team, what it means for other players competing for roster spots and everything else in between. But before we do all that, make sure to leave a like if you do enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode and comment your thoughts on the topic down below in the comment section. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review and go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. But without further ado, Alex, how are you doing today, my friend? And what are your thoughts on the Isaiah Simmons trade? I mean, guys, we just watched a, a, a robbery in front of our eyes. We just watched cold-blooded robbery. Guy went, this guy, Joe Shane, just went to Chase Bank and just emptied their pockets, emptied the vault. I mean, this is this is... One of the more high upside acquisitions that you could make, right? So just to give you some context, the Giants, you know, as you mentioned, give a seventh round pick for Isaiah Simmons, and you get in return a player with, uh, like, ridiculous athletic upside. The Giants have focused primarily on upgrading their athletic profile across the board this year, right? This isn't the first player we've seen them do this with. Paris Campbell, Darren Waller, Jalen Hyatt, um, Deontay Banks, like, all these guys are athletic freaks, Isaiah Simmons fits this mold perfectly, and he's a positionless player, right? You're asking him to come in here and essentially give you value as a safety, as a linebacker. You know, he can rush the passer a little bit. Um, he's just an athlete all around. And this is a guy that the Giants were looking to draft three years ago in 2020, and now you get him for a seventh-round pick. He has a $6.5 million cap hit this upcoming season and a contract year. So he's got something to fight for. He's got something to actually work toward. And you might get the ver- the best version of him. Now, the Cardinals, as we know, awful coaching staff. I mean, they've just they've been churning through coaches. They just went through a major overhaul. There's a safe there's a there's an argument to make that they failed miserably in getting the most value out of a player like Isaiah Simmons, just like they have with a majority of their team at this point in time. Um, the Giants have one of the best coaching staffs in football. We've seen them get value from guys like seventh round pick Jordan Riley. Trey Hawkins is about to start for us on week one. You can't convince me otherwise that Isaiah Simmons who's infinitely more talented than all of those guys, is is not in a line to get a major improvement, to see a major boost in value, major boost in production. I feel as though right now, this is a guy who is coming in with nothing to lose, right? He hasn't been very good for three years. The Cardinals have used him really strangely and positionless and haven't found a home for him. And Art Stapleton of you know NJ.com is reporting already that they think he's going to be their inside linebacker alongside Bobby Okereke. They believe that he can start at linebacker um, with Bobby. And, and that's a really good thing, in my opinion. Now, Anthony, you have a little bit of a different opinion on this. I'm going to let you give your take on this. Uh, but athletically, Simmons, he's six foot four, 200. 
35 pounds, something like that. He's got good size, and the, the Cardinals just haven't used him properly. And I think right now you're looking at a player with just substantial upside that I'm not going to sit here and say, like, this guy could become something pretty special for us. He could be one of the better signings that the Giants have, or rather acquisitions the Giants have made for basically next to nothing. Um, and he could be a key factor in this team. The starting defense could look something like this. I kind of tweeted this out a couple minutes ago. Deontay Banks, Trey Hawkins, Adoree Jackson, um, Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Ojolari, Leonard Williams, um, Dexter Lawrence, Okereke, Isaiah Simmons, Jason Pinnock, and Xavier McKinney. I mean, that team alone seems pretty promising to me. Now, the cornerbacks, of course, are young, inexperienced. You want to see them take some uh, big steps forward, and I think they will. But there is a lot of blend of young and veteran, and I like that. I like that this is such a balanced team right now, and the Giants are getting value from guys they're picking up off the street. A guy as talented as Simmons, I trust our coaching staff to get substantial value out of him. How are you feeling about this immediately after the trade? Yeah, immediately after the trade, I absolutely love it. I mean, you can't beat the price tag. It's a seventh-round pick in the 2024 NFL Draft for a player with unlimited potential, the highest upside of any linebacker in the NFL, arguably, just because of his athleticism, his ability to play in coverage, his ability to rush the passer, which I think is actually a pretty underrated trait that Simmons possesses. He had four sacks last year. Like, keep that in mind. That's a that's the same total as Kayvon Thibodeau. Now, did he have as many pressures? No, absolutely not. But he had four quarterback hits and four sacks uh, and nine pressures on the season. So when you're using Using him as a blitzing rotational piece in your defense, which is what Wink Martindale is going to do, you can trust on his athleticism to get after the quarterback in a hurry. So it's going to be few and far between those opportunities for him to get after the quarterback. But when he is blitzing, he should have the speed and the athleticism to make the most of those opportunities and get his face or get his hands in the face of the quarterback, which is exactly what you want to see. So Simmons, what is his role in this Giants defense, though? That's the big question. Do I love the trade? Yes. Do I think he's a talented player? Absolutely. Do I really like the value that the Giants have here with a seventh round pick for a player of this caliber? Well, I'm over the moon about that, but am I also questionable about how he fits into this defense and what his impact can be? That's true as well. I am questionable about that because when you look at Isaiah Simmons and the career that he's had so far in the NFL through these first three seasons, it's been a little bit shaky. He hasn't been able to settle into one role in one defensive scheme. He has had a lot of coaching overturn, as you mentioned, Alex, and he's had a lot of bad coaching. The the Cardinals just seem like they don't know what to do with the guy. But that's also pretty valid because a lot of NFL teams struggle to make the most of players like this. You know, you look at Jamal Adams. He was phenomenal with the Seahawks, goes to the Jets or with the Jets, vice versa, wherever his career started and ended. He hasn't been the same player ever since that move because it's tough to fit a guy like that into your defense. He's a linebacker, cornerback, safety hybrid. And that's what you have with Isaiah Simmons as well. Now, the Giants showed last year that they do know how to utilize these players, right? Look at Julian Love in the year that he just had with the New York Giants. He put up over 100 tackles. He was our, uh, the leader of the defense, was a captain, was one of our team's best players last season. No, he wasn't a superstar, didn't wow us week in and week out, but he was a consistent, reliable force of nature on the defensive end. And I think that's the role that Isaiah Simmons is going to play in this defense because, yes, you could view him as this as a solution to the linebacker problem, right? The Giants have Bobby Okereke, but behind him, you've got Beavers, you've got McFadden. Who's taking that job? Well, you could say, yeah, Isaiah Simmons could just move into a traditional linebacker role, play that position probably better than those other two guys. However, that's limiting his skill set, and that is not taking advantage of the potential and the vast skill set that Isaiah Simmons has. In order to really get the most out of him, extrapolate on his skill set, you're going to want to play him at safety. You're going to want to move him to linebacker, to, to nickel cornerback. This could 
low-key be a solution for the Giants in the slot here. This guy can move all over the defense and make these plays the same way that Isaiah or that uh, Julian Love was doing for the Giants for the last several seasons. So I like this trade, but I do want to temper expectations because no, I don't think that this guy is going to go from seventh round pick in a trade to an all-pro linebacker for the Giants. You know, some Giants fans are really high on him and think that he still has that potential in him. I just think a player like this, it's so difficult to scheme him into your defense, to fit him into your scheme. You almost have to build your scheme around this player in order to maximize his potential. And the Giants aren't going to do that. They're not going to throw everything away, build it up from scratch so that they can get the most out of Isaiah Simmons. They're going to fit Isaiah Simmons into this defense and hope that he can make the most of himself. And that's going to be interesting because one thing that I will say, one, one person in this world that I do trust, it is Wink Martindale. He's been doing it for years. He's one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL. He knows how to get the most out of his players, and he loves to run a positionless defense. And who is positionless? Literally positionless? It's Isaiah Simmons. He hasn't found one position. If you look at his snap totals last year per position, it's interesting. 409 snaps at slot cornerback. He was primarily playing in the slot, basically playing that cash defender role that you saw um, Dane Belton playing uh, when he was at Iowa. So really in your dime defenses, when you need an extra defensive back on the field, well, you use you usually lose a lot of tackling and run stopping ability there. Like you don't you don't see the same run stopping value from a guy like Dane Belton that you get from a, a traditional linebacker. But now with Isaiah Simmons, you go into the dime package, you throw him on the field as that extra defensive back slash linebacker, and that really helps you out in both facets of the game. He's got the speed and athleticism to stick with tight ends. He had seven pass deflections last year, or pass breakups rather, and he has the tackling ability of any other linebacker on this roster. So that's where he's going to fit in. Do I think he starts and plays a thousand snaps this year and is on the field all the time as a number two linebacker? Personally, no, I don't see that for Isaiah Simmons. I think he moves around and works into different sub packages. He goes on the field as the cash defender in those dime packages. He's on the field for those nickel packages because he's got more speed and he can basically play in the slot. I think he plays a lot in the slot this year. Honestly, I don't view him as the solution to the linebacker problem. I view him as the solution to the Julian Love departure. Now, I love Jason Pinnock. I think Pinnock can do a lot of the things that Julian Love did for this team, but I also think that Pinnock is going to play a little bit more of a traditional strong safety role rather than moving all over the defense the way that Julian Love did. So when I'm looking at Isaiah Simmons, Alex, I think he's going to be a versatile guy for us. Do I think he's going to be a game breaker? Probably not. That His career history would say that he's not going to be a game breaker, but he is going to be one of those positionless players that Wink Martindale knows how to utilize. So you can see the potential here. Martindale can absolutely get the most out of a guy like this, but Giants fans do need to be patient because it's going to take a few weeks for Martindale to figure out where Simmons is fitting into this defensive scheme. But like I said, I think when you look at that role that Julian Love played, was often in the box as a linebacker, but also playing safety and slot cornerback. That's what you can expect from Isaiah Simmons, just that patchwork guy who can fit in all these different roles in your defense and has all the elite athleticism in the world to really make the most of those positions. So that's what I'm looking for out of Isaiah Simmons, Alex. But what are your thoughts on that? Kind of using this trade here for Isaiah Simmons as the way to replace the production left behind by Julian Love this season. I mean, it's, it's a fine concept. Look, if, if the Giants end up using Isaiah Simmons like this versatile kind of utility piece, that's okay. Like, that, that's a fine situation for him to be in. I think best case scenario, he wins that starting linebacker job. Like, 
I, I feel okay with Micah McFadden. I'm not going to sit here and act like he is like the instant starter and like he is going to be an above average linebacker. We were just hope we were hoping that he would take some big steps forward, and it's still possible that that's how this all unfolds. Um, but Isaiah Simmons, you know, stepping in, giving Beavers and McFadden more time to play um, a, a kind of developmental game instead of like kind of forcing them into a role they have to get better now um, it is not the worst scenario. And if they end up using him as this like strong safety, like, you know, you can put him in the box, you can put him in the slot, you can put him wherever you want. That's not a bad you know situation to be in because he has that type of profile. Um, but I wonder if the Giants view him as you know, a specific type of player who can do specific types of things. Like last year with the Arizona Cardinals, I'll give you kind of an idea of where he played. So last year, he played 897 snaps with uh, with uh, the Cardinals, and he accrued nine uh, pressures, four sacks, a quarterback hit, four hurries, nothing to write home about. He had 70 tackles, 11.7% missed tackle rate. He gave up, what, a lot of yards in coverage, 527 yards in coverage, three touchdowns, he had two interceptions, uh, three pass breakups, he wasn't penalized, which at least is a good thing. He played 110 snaps aligned like, on the defensive line where he was kind of acting as a pass rusher or may have been dropping back into coverage. 297 reps in the box, 53 at free safety, 409 at, in the slot, and then 28 at corner. So they really used him across the board. And then 2021, 237 snaps on the defensive line near the, near the you know, whether he's driving back coverage or blitzing. Um, he was a little bit more productive in the, in the pressure category with 12, but still nothing to write home about there. And then five 196 in the box. So he was playing a lot of strong safety seemingly um, in the past. And the Giants, I guess, view him maybe as a linebacker, right? He's six foot four, 238 pounds. Like he's got the size um, to be, you know, a guy that kind of pairs up with Bobby Okereke. I don't think that's out of the question to, to consider. Um, if you look at Bobby Okereke and his size, he's six foot one, 235 pounds. So I don't know why anyone would call him undersized. Maybe he's oversized to be playing linebacker, if anything. But I really like Simmons in that the Giants profiled athletic upside this offseason. I I really haven't seen a, a wholesale changes athletically like this in my entire life when it comes to like overturning a, a roster. The Giants really focused on that. Simmons fits that bill to perfection. Like he comes in with, as one of the most athletic guys on this team and you can't teach that. You can't teach athleticism. You can teach uh how to cover somebody. You can teach how to rush the passer. You can teach how to tackle the fundamentals of all these things. The Giants with Jerome Henderson, Andre Patterson, they have some of the best coaching stats, coaches in the game. Like if, if Isaiah Simmons wanted to get better and wanted to reach his potential, this is the place to do it, guys. Like this is the place for him to actually realize that potential and see that potential come to fruition. So I'm ecstatic about this. We're going to see how he fits into the system. It might take him a little bit of time to learn the defense. So, you know, I give him a couple of weeks. We still have, what, like two, almost three weeks here until the regular season starts. That's plenty of time for him to learn the scheme. So right now I'm feeling very optimistic about where he's going to be at that time when, when the season does come around. He's been playing with the Cardinals like he hasn't been playing football, so he's in shape. Um, it's just a matter of learning the defense and learning his role. So um, with the coaching staff, with the veterans on this team, they're going to welcome him with open arms. They're going to get him in, in great and injected into this defense without much uh, of a hassle, in my opinion. And I feel pretty good about where he's going to be on week one against Dallas and if he can make an impact for us. So this is a steal. Joe Shane, I mean, the man just put on a mask, went to the bank, took their money, and the cops didn't even show up. Like, this is this is a, a really good move for the Giants and one with very little risk and massive upside. Yeah, that's that's why you love it, right? Little risk, massive upside. And those are the moves that Joe Shane has been making all offseason long. You know, he's been making trades and signings where there's not much risk involved, but the reward 
It's a beautiful one indeed. And that's what you see here with Isaiah Simmons as well. And one other thing that I will throw out there, Alex, before we wrap this, could he play edge? Do you think that maybe that's how they're looking at Isaiah Simmons? Now, I know he's not an edge rusher. He is a linebacker safety hybrid. He hasn't played on the edge, but the Giants need edge depth, right? They do need help at that position. They don't have a lot of depth there. Behind Kayvon Thibodeau, behind Aziz Ojolari, you have O'Shane Zimenez, who we're not thrilled about. You have Jihad Ward, who's really your edge setting run defender, but you don't have one of those good athletic tools pass rushers could they be looking to transition him into that edge role make him a pass rusher I mean look at the speed look at the size he's built almost like an edge rusher his size is pretty comparable to a guy like Kayvon Thibodeau is he a little bit leaner yes absolutely but maybe he has those traits where Wink Martindale looks at Isaiah Simmons and says I like what you have in your in your frame, in your athleticism. Let's harness that. Let's put it on the edge. Let's teach you how to rush the passer. Get a little pass rush move um, that you like developing and just watch you go after the quarterback with all of that speed and athleticism. I think that's something that we could maybe see. Maybe we see him line up on the edge way more than he has in the past seasons of his career and helps out in the pass rushing department. I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on that, Alex, and just whether or not you think that Isaiah Simmons could maybe transition and play more on the edge than he has in the past and hopefully make an impact in that role. Uh, look, I mean, it's possible. He's got the size for it. Um, right? If, look, if I'm the Giants right now, I'm, I'm kind of going into this thinking, this is a jack-of-all-trades. This is a Swiss Army knife. This is what he was always supposed to be when he was drafted. Um, but the Giants have focused on how do we get the best out of each individual player? What are their strengths? Because the Cardinals asked him to do a lot of things that were his weaknesses um and the giants may say like okay like we see the athletic profile here we see the speed we see the strength um we see that he could be a good pass rusher we can see that you know he can be better in coverage against specific matchups like whatever it might be there there you can watch the film and you can see like okay he struggles against this he he succeeds against that and then you kind of formulate a game plan where like we can use him in this way and we can really exercise his strengths um i just don't know what they are just yet based on what our scheme dictates like, I don't want to see Isaiah coverage, Isaiah Simmons in man coverage. Like, I, I would prefer not to see that because he's struggled in coverage uh, throughout the last couple of years. Um, he's been solid when they've asked him to rush the passer. But, you know, when it comes to, you know, stopping the run, he's been a little bit inconsistent when it comes to stopping the run. Like, is he going to be a better guy that just plugs the gaps because of his size? And then you have Bobby O'Carrier behind him to then, you know, finish up those tackles. Maybe that's the case. You know, maybe they want him against tight ends. Maybe they want him against running backs. Maybe they want him, you know, rushing off the edge as an extra blitzer. Uh, you know, it could be a myriad of it. Maybe he they want him in the box playing strong safety and just immediate competition with Jason Pinnock and, you know, kind of supporting the run, but also playing some some man coverage against tight ends and whatever it might be. Like there's there are ways that the Giants are gonna try and exercise this, but it's gonna take time to see what it what it actually formulates, what it actually amounts to. Like you said, it could be nothing. Like this could be totally, um, you know, just just excitement because of what he represents, and that's an athletic freak. Um, but if the Giants don't figure out how to use him properly, his value is going to go to waste. But I trust our coaching staff to get to that. I, I trust our coaching staff to identify his strengths and then put him in a position to succeed because of those strengths, not force him into um, a position a position where he has to leverage his weaknesses, and then you're going to see the liability start to show. So I trust that they're going to figure that out. It may take some time, but I'm optimistic. 
100%. I'm filled with optimism. I'm brimming with optimism right now. I, I trust this coaching staff to hopefully get the most out of a guy like Isaiah Simmons. Again, there's too many tools, too many traits, too much athleticism, not to at least get some sort of value out of this player. So for a seventh round pick, it's an absolute 100% steal. Like you said, Joe Shane just robbed a bank with this one, and I'm thrilled about it. Again, I'm tempering my expectations a little bit. I don't think he's going to be this game breaker, but I hope he is. And I could see a world where he does become an absolute game breaker in Wink Martindale's positionless defense. So I'm thrilled about this one. I'm sure all of you are as well. So make sure to leave a like if you did enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode and comment your thoughts on this topic down below in the comment section. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review and go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. But without further ado, we will catch you all in the next one. Have a good one and let's go Giants.